Welcome to Psychs in the City, the modern day mental health podcast brought to you by Dr. Ditzel Psychiatry. Each week, New York's top psychiatrist, Dr. Jeff Ditzel, is going to bring you an interesting mental health topic to continue the conversation and help end the stigma surrounding mental health. No topic is off limits when it comes to Dr. D Psychiatry. And with that, here's your host, Dr. Jeff Ditzel. What did I want to talk about today? I wanted to talk about stress today. I feel like there is a lot of people at the minute, no matter where you are in the world, who is under a lot of stress <clears throat> and pressure. Yeah. And obviously a certain amount of stress can be quite healthy, but then with it the minute, all I'm seeing kind of like on social media and f- through like friends and just ge- generally seeing it like on the TV and stuff, everyone is on edge they're stressed they're panicking whether it's work finance homeschooling i feel like a lot of people are struggling at the minute with stress obviously with stress it can then lead on and have a ripple effect onto your mental health your physical health relationships the lot it's a very very common factor for a lot of mental health issues conditions So I kind of wanted to have a discussion about it because as much as we kind of, it's a, it comes across as a bit of a throwaway comment, like, oh, I'm stressed, but I don't know if there's many conversations actually going on there, actually, what is it that you're stressing about and kind of breaking them down and giving people the right tools to not only take care of themselves, but to kind of declutter the stress. That was a lot of information. Sure. <laughs> well, no, I mean, there's a lovely, you know, narrative around it, but I guess what you're asking is, you know, uh, how is stress affecting people inappropriately? Yeah. There's a reaction to all the stressful events going on right now. And so how is it affecting people? And then, you know, what's the, what's the toll on people? What's the ongoing uh, sort of a fact and then how to best manage it so I think you know that's a very reasonable uh, thoughtful conversation to have now as yeah. we've you know about a year into a pandemic and UK is closed down and you know yep. unfortunately we can't <laughs> bring you to the states <laughs> or can we <laughs> we'll tune in next week to find out <laughs> so you would just be fun to have an abduction van anyway you know just like pull up like old school grab you <laughs> throw in a van play metallica i just want to point then, out to anyone know. who is listening to this that this is consensual like i'm allowing myself to be abducted <laughs> to live my dream job and life in new york city safe so, word. we have a safe word <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah even with that like obviously with the stuff that we're doing now it's causing a little bit of grief because the original plan isn't quite there but obviously we've worked around it we've kind of removed the stress out of it we've had we've communicated throughout the whole thing and broke down those little bits of stress that were probably more from my side but it's about the this conversation i want it to be more about what we can do as humans 
to reduce the stress like you know i, I look at it as a bit like yep. a like a cup if you like and you know if that cup's overflowing it, it's 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 no real good good to anyone if you pick it up it's going to over it's going to spill like if you move it it's going to spill so it's about kind of trying to empty that cup in a healthy way that doesn't kind of consists of throwing it against the wall <laughs> yeah the, the unhealthy way to so don't recommend write. to anyone yeah no i understand i i am asked that question a lot i mean you and i have had discussions recently about you know being able to um maintain a positive and healthy mindset yeah. even in the face of unexpected turns uh, as we talked about mm -hmm. um jobs right the um and a lot of people are facing a lot of people are facing you know the uncertainty of um their job continuing or um you know unexpectedly being canned yeah. which is happening a lot here in in the states um i imagine all over but just that uncertainty and the and the feeling by people pretty um consistently that they have to be on all the time as far as work yeah. goes the feeling by a lot of people who are maintaining their jobs is that they have to basically be on call 24 7 um and that's the expectation of their employer given that we're in a pandemic given they're working at home so how do you uh manage that type of situation which is incredibly stressful you're not certain that you're gonna have your job moving forward um, you feel the need to just devote endless amounts of energy to it. And there's never any cutoff because we're working at home, right? Most people, right? Or, or the office, but there's this In like limited urgency. capacity, isn't it? Yeah, there's this urgency to overproduce and there's this um, lack of transition and boundaries that we used to have where, you know, work was done at some point and you would have a transition point, right? You'd go home yeah. or even have an indicator that you're somehow winning right you, you got to leave early from work or um and go and go have dinner with someone or you left on vacation yeah you know there were there were transitions you know that we, we had <laughs> everything's just like books. one big blur now <laughs> i literally right. roll out of bed go to work roll back into bed and it's as much as we kind of joke about it there is a lot of that going on like i'm even like this past year a lot of that, I was like starting work at eight o'clock. I would roll out of bed at five to eight, do my job, have some lunch, finish work, and I'd roll back into bed. But it, it's 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 not healthy. And now we seem to be, we had like a little bit of freedom, but now we're back in this situation again. You know, we're back in a lockdown situation here in the UK. Yeah. And I feel like we're, this time around, it's a lot more difficult because we've had a little sense of freedom. We've had that little bit of a, oh, this is what normality used to be like. And now it's it's been taken away from us again. And everyone's kind of scrambling, uh, trying to get find a brand new routine. It's hard enough to get into one routine, especially then when it's ripped apart and then you've got to go and do it again. And then it's ripped apart again. It's, it's, it's a tough situation. Right. I, I mean, that's very, very astute. I mean, it's a very good point. And it's also the solution, right? So the, 
the issue is we don't have structure in our days and we don't do particularly well with without structure as human beings yeah. our minds just kind of uh, anxiously ruminate the mind likes to just kind of go over and over and over things and you know um <laughs> at baseline uh spin it spin its wheels right it'll just yeah over things even if there is no obvious solution like in a pandemic there's no solution it's just going to keep going until it stops going um and so people ask me all the time you know dr d why why am i so tired you know i'm uh staying at home not going to work i'm not working out as much i'm not doing the things i normally do but i'm horribly horribly fatigued and the answer is your mind is basically spinning its wheels a lot of the time it's, yeah. it's trying to calculate like how to solve the problem but there is no x equals this to solve this problem yeah. so the mind will just kind of obsessing about keep obsessing and ruminate about it and that takes energy you know it, it just takes a lot of energy and and consequently people are very very fatigued now what i've seen is that in the beginning of this um pandemic and how people were trying to cope with it the initial uh uh shot off the bow or the initial strategy was to um, basically distract yeah. with whatever. Um, so I remember right before all this got going on, uh, we're out with our bajillion kids to a sushi restaurant, <laughs> um, which in and of itself is anxiety provoking a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does it have a conveyor us. belt? The thought of going <laughs> to one of those restaurants with a conveyor belt, it, 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 it just sent me into a state of panic. Because I feel like I struggle to pick like when we're ordering takeout and I've got like all the time in the world trying to pick what I want from this online menu. But if you put me in that kind of environment and the food is literally going around in front of my face, I, I'd panic that like my hair, not my hair, I don't have long hair, but like my finger's going to get caught. I'm not going to pull it up in time. Like I'm going to end up being dragged across the table by this conveyor belt. You guys got a whole different setup in the UK than we do. We don't, we you, this. It's like a Jetsons thing you guys got going on over there, apparently. Like yeah, it's the, like a... Sushi goes yeah. You do, what do you do? Just kind of grab at it? I've as never it been. Or... Because it, it, I, oh. so you walk past these places and it literally just gives me that bit of panic. <laughs> like it's just, it's just asking to go wrong. <laughs> What's the etiquette there? I don't... Exactly. It would be very anxiety provoking. We're not animals. <laughs> Similarly, if you go to any restaurant with five children... Uh, you know, between nine and minor, between nine and 13. Um, it's also a bit anxiety, <laughs> usually for the people around us. But, you know, we were at this sushi restaurant. And I remember this is when the early days of the uh, pandemic before everything shut down the first time. And there was rumblings that it was going to shut down uh, yeah. the next day. So it was probably around March, um, you know, early March or mid-March is when everything shut down here anyway, mm -hmm. first time. And I remember there was a table over here of uh, millennials. <laughs> I think they're millennials. Oh. And they were doing... Careful. Uh, 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 what's that? What's that? Um, sake. They were doing sake bombs <laughs> in a sushi Oh, is that place. a shot? Yeah, it's a like shot. some yeah, sort yeah. of, I don't know. But they were basically... Uh, drinking their sake and like there was no tomorrow and there was not a tomorrow for them they they were sort of loud after a little bit of sake and they were you know the mindset like oh cool we don't have to go in no one's going in and it's kind of like a holiday in the beginning of things in the pandemic 
yeah people were kind of taken like it was this little holiday and you know i think appropriately just like okay well let me distract myself through this yeah because it should end in a week or two right but as a long-term strategy <laughs> that we are a year later, <laughs> out, yeah, a year later that was <laughs> you're, you're likely pretty anxious because as a long-term strategy of course that's not going to work yeah so what i've noticed is this has um you know uh, progressed and continued is that people who impose structure um, into their uh, life and into the and keep a schedule actually do much better because the normal structures that we had, the normal transition points, the normal um, guideposts that we had yeah. are no longer there. We no longer go from work to home and home to work. Yeah. We no longer go out necessarily um, to socialize. Uh, the the restaurants here in New York City have shut down again so the the normal social interactions are no longer there so um people who've adopted a strategy of it imposing structure into their days yeah. actually have done quite well but the structures now are internal you have to create them in your mind mm -hmm. or in your space in order to be able to utilize them so it's like a building isn't it it's like yeah. a good solid building needs structure. If you take those structures away, that building's going to collapse. So it's kind of giving yourself the building blocks to give you the most structure, whether it's through your day, your week, your month. Your, I, I fell into the friends theme tune then <laughs> without, I didn't mean to. <clears throat> but this is what obviously we're going to get to now, but just allowing yourself to win, giving yourself these kind of building blocks to be the best possible person and be in the best possible place that you can both physically and mentally. Yeah, exactly. And there is a, a method. There's, there's a way to Ooh. structure your day so that you get the most out of the time and you know, it's meaningful and it's purpose-driven. And when you're doing meaningful purpose-driven things, as you know, I hope um, <laughs> it, tends, it tends to calm the mind, right? I mean, you, yeah. you're, you're happy you are satisfied now on the other hand you could just do a bunch of shit which is uh, the i think the strategy that most people have and you know you don't really think about it you're like well i'm working you yeah. know this never-ending uh task list which is usually somebody else's to-do list right that they give you and say okay <laughs> you know check all these i need this and the only real uh benefit there is you can pay your electric bill at the end of two weeks yeah. when you get paid right whatever it is so on the day-to-day -day, though you're mostly doing things that have no meaning for you right that you haven't imbued with any sort of meaning other than i got to get this done otherwise i'm going to get yeah. the stick i'm going to get camp or something like that and the hope is that you can keep things you know status quo you can pay the bills you can pay for your groceries and maybe have a little like extra leftover for yeah you know groceries. right so I think that one of the ways um, people have more successfully coped with this is, have to, is by putting structure into their days and then imbuing the intervals of their days with meaningful purpose-driven activity. Yeah. And it tends to calm the mind and it also gets you along um, the path towards the things you actually want to achieve versus just having done a bunch of things. What do you do? Obviously, as a 
successful doctor. What do you do when <laughs> you get stressed? I think that, you know, again, strategy wise, understanding that you can do something about your thoughts and your yeah. emotions that you're not um, doomed, no matter what pops in your head to follow it for any length of time. Yeah. You know, sort of an essential thing to understand if you're, if you're gonna have a, um, a useful strategy to combat stress. So you have to understand that essentially you're not your thoughts, right? Your, yeah. your thoughts are a part of you, um, but they're not you. And I always they, give yeah, the example of- not define you. Yeah, it's true. And you're not responsible for them. They're just your thoughts. So again, kicked up all the time. Whenever I have this conversation, Unfortunately, I think of Kraft macaroni and cheese. I don't know why. It just always kicks up in my head. And I always see it. I'm like, I don't know why. <laughs> Weird, right? What's Kraft but macaroni cheese? The food. Kraft macaroni and cheese. An institute. Yeah, it's just macaroni and cheese by Kraft. It's oh, because well, when you said Kraft, I thought you meant like you're using macaroni cheese to like make something. <laughs> That's what I thought it was like, like what? A craft beer. Like, wow, this <laughs> like a micro brew. Someone, someone didn't get some paint for Christmas. <laughs> so I'm it sounds like you use macaroni and yeah, cheese. <laughs> no, just it's random. The point is your your mind is kicking up thoughts all the time when someone gets in the elevator and let's say they're heavy or they're short, yeah. or they're short and heavy, you know, and you think something, Take you know, maybe not nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not overly tall as it is. I'm kind of vertically challenged myself. So, but nonetheless, when, when you have a, a thought, like let's say the elevator scenario, um, yeah. you think, wow, you're short or wow, you're heavy. Um, or wow, you've had too much crap macaroni and cheese, right? <laughs> you, you're not responsible for that. You're, it's just yeah. your thoughts kicking up. A lot of people will identify that as that's who I am. I'm angry, I'm mean, I'm whatever. You know, you just yeah. had a thought or you had an emotion. And you can choose whether you follow it or not. There, you, you have the ability to select yeah. where you train your attention. And in that, you have a key um, that unlocks quite a few locks. Anything you can train your attention on long enough um, gives you the ability to um, basically have anything that you want. It's just that as a, as a group in general, human beings are pretty distracted, you know, so we can't really focus on the things we want to achieve long enough. So if you understand the concept of you're not your thoughts, they're just a part of you and where you train your attention largely determines your reality. Meaning yeah. if you focus on certain aspects of things that becomes your, your perspective on what's going on, yeah. you know, there's what's going on and then what we perceive is going on uh, they're two different things <laughs> the two very different things <laughs> like when i sing i i believe that i'm singing well <laughs> but after my kids is it's horrible it <laughs> yeah it's not Voice good. of an angel <laughs> <laughs> but i like i think it's really that. really good points and i think especially when it does come to stress you know there is going to be a lot of thoughts and a lot of worry that add to the stress. But I think with this, and this is only again from personal experience, when it comes to when things get a little bit stressful for me, I like to break them down and kind of 
compartmentalized i don't even know that's a word decompartment i don't know i don't know the word anyway but i kind of put them into boxes and what i can do now what i can't do and what i need to do to get from this point to this point and i think that's probably my biggest advice to anyone who is feeling the stress or the pressure now kind of look at the stuff that you can control break them down move from there and the stuff that you can't control like the pandemic it's easier said than done you know i still have little moments of panic throughout the day like oh you know this is actually really serious but i can't control it what i can control is what i can do you know financially what i can do physically what i can do mentally and it's when you break it down it, it's going to be so much easier to manage those stress levels yes uh, so <laughs> that's my my advice <laughs> no i, I think it's it's sage advice. It's great advice. And here's the reason why, because if you break down, if you, you know, they call it chunking, right? If you chunk your day, if you break down your day yeah. into manageable intervals, you can do things better. Okay. Not more, but better. And there's a difference yeah. between better and more. Most people don't understand that. So they're more and more and more. I'm going to work and maybe even work is their strategy to get through all this to cope. Right. I'll use the structure of a work day, however long it is, and however much they want from me, because at least it's something positive, right? I'm yeah. making money, I'm doing my job. But um, what's lost in that is the idea of performance versus just doing a lot of stuff. And yeah. the reason that people are worn down at the end of the day is because they've done a lot of things, you know, um, and are productive, you know, or, yeah. are working diligently. The thing is that the stuff they're doing actually takes their energy and, and makes them tired. and the reason is because it isn't meaningful. So to your point, if you structure your day with intervals and get into a performance-driven mode, sort of a performance mindset, yeah. um, it can be not only uh, energetically buoyant, but fun. Because yeah. what you're trying to do is just do each interval um, a little bit better than the previous one, which means better focus, better attention, um, performing at the best level you can. And if you proceed through your day that way, it's actually quite enjoyable because yeah. uh, your mind kind of settles down with um, the acknowledgement that it's doing a good job. When you're doing a good job, like this podcast, you're doing great. All <laughs> 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 those cards, <laughs> right? You're doing great. So when you're doing well, you don't really need anybody to, tell you you're doing well. I mean, if they do, that's icing on the cake, but you know it and your mind calms down. It's yeah. happy. You're happy and you know it because you did a good job. So work, I thought you were going to start singing you, then. <laughs> Clap your hands. <laughs> so if you work your way through your day with, you know, basically constructing these intervals, I always see my Google, my Google, I can never say it right. Google my Google calendar <laughs> and I've got, uh, you know, the hours of the day. If you have something like that and you use a schedule to yeah. structure your day. So you've got intervals of time and then imbue that interval with meaningful purpose-driven activity, then it actually feels pretty good. And you can use yeah. it as a lattice work to sort of climb your way through your day in an intended fashion 
versus just reacting to everything that, that happens yeah. and getting kind of freaked out. You know, if you spend your day um, just kind of putting out the fires as they come up, um, the best that can happen there is you avoid the fire, meaning it's yeah. a fear-driven pursuit and it's very anxiety provoking. And the best that can happen is zero, like nothing bad happens. If you intend your way through your day, that actually feels like you have a bit of control because you're imbuing these intervals of your day with meaning. And meaning is something that you give to tasks or the things that you do. It's not yeah. something that some wise man comes off a mountain and says, okay, well, I'm glad you asked about meaning. Here's <laughs> the meaning of life. Usually ends up meaning. <laughs> we're still looking for that man <laughs> the other guy in wham by the way <laughs> you keep saying these references <laughs> i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> so you know here's you know i think it's another important point like we imbue things with meaning not they have meaning inherently by themselves yeah and it can be any task you know that or anything that you do that you give meaning and if you give it meaning then it actually obviously means something and completing yeah. it or doing it gives you sort of a, a twofold increase. Not only are you getting the task done, whatever it is, but because you've imbued it with meaning, it actually is satisfying to you. Thank you for listening to Sykes in the City. The podcast is all about ending the stigma surrounding mental health. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, share with your friends and follow us on social for more exclusive content.